Hello, friends. My name is Aliza Kelly. I'm a celebrity astrologer, three-time author, and host of this podcast, Stars Like Us. Think of Stars Like Us as your favorite nighttime talk show that just so happens to be released every Monday morning. Each week, we connect with another amazing expert guest, and together we talk about everything under the sun. But before we get into today's episode, take a moment to rate this podcast five stars. Why? Because you're the fucking best. All right, now let's do it. Sit back, relax, and get ready for another out-of-this-world conversation. This is Stars Like Us. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Stars Like Us. I am your host, Aliza Kelly. I apologize for sounding a little froggish today, everyone. I am having a really bad allergy week, as it turns out. I got a notification on Monday that said experts say that allergies are going to start earlier and stay longer and be worse due to climate change, as if like it's not hard enough to already be in this moment when everything seems so stressful. But now you're also going to be sneezing with post-nasal drip all along the way. So I apologize to everyone for my audio, but that is not the case with our friend Mystic Michaela. Our guest today is an Aries sun, Gemini moon, Virgo rising, who I am so absolutely, truly thrilled to have on the show the amount of requests that I have been getting to interview Mystic Michaela has been going on for years. For those who are unfamiliar, Mystic Michaela is an author, podcast host, and fourth generation psychic medium who specializes in reading auras, which are the colorful life force energies around individuals. Her passion is guiding people through spirit to live their own authentic lives. Michaela! I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. <laughs> ah, I'm so excited to be on. Thank you so much, Aliza, for having me. This is fun. And I'm so excited to just talk with you and chat. So fourth generation, can you tell us more about that? So in my family, I was raised Irish Catholic, but we also had this little side secret, you know, and it was a lot of the people in my family um, are psychic. And it wasn't something that was like advertised or anything because the whole Catholic thing. So it was very hidden and shush, shush until my mom and her brother and some cousins kind of were like, you know what? Like we're going to, you know, grow, grow out of that, evolve from that. So growing up with that kind of duality in a way, like normal people with quotes around it versus like our secret psychic abilities that we all know exist or whatever, nothing was ever shut down, which I think was like very helpful for me as a child and coming into, cause I never dismissed it or, or I always knew it meant something. I just didn't want to do it actually for it found me. Cause like I went through college and I'm like, Oh no, I don't want to be a psychic. Cause I know how other people perceive it. I know that it's not something that uh, I guess like people 
think is real or they think you're a scammer or they think you're lying or, you know, you're just looked at funny or people don't understand it. Just, and I didn't want that because I'm very empathic and it was stressful for me. So I went to school for something completely different. I had my bachelor's and master's in Spanish education. So I was a teacher. I was a Spanish middle school teacher for a really long time. And I was just suppressing a lot of these gifts. And with the colors, the aura colors, I always saw them. So I didn't know what they really meant. I would just always see them. Like all these things that I tell all my uh, listeners this, all my, you know, I'm sure you do too. The more you study these things, the more it's like a muscle, like the more you use it, the stronger it gets. So I was teaching and I'm like, oh, I see all these colors around the kids. Like I always do, but now they're making sense to me. Now they mean something. Now they're telling me how each kid needs to learn actually. So I was differentiating instruction based on the colors I was seeing around the kids, like yellow kids need to focus, yellow aura kids need to focus on grammar instruction, purple aura kids like to, you know, do something artistic and they, they'll learn the vocabulary better. And, and, you know, red kids need um, competition. If I play Jeopardy or something, they're really into it. They're going to learn. So I was using all that and I'm like, oh my gosh. And it was getting stronger and stronger, but then I was getting messages with it because when you like, as you know, go into someone's energy, you never know what you're going to get, you know? So like the messages come in when you open yourself up to that. So I would get all these messages, but it wasn't my place to share that. I was a teacher, not, you know, a psychologist or any other therapist or a psychic or or a reader. I couldn't exactly tell the parents coming in like, Hey, your kid, you know, is blue, but you're treating him like he's red. So I couldn't do that. So it was really pent up inside of me. I was getting very anxious and very stressed. Fast forward to now. It's been a journey. And I feel like growing up in a family that didn't shut it down helped me a lot. So I tell a lot of people, like, don't shut it down with your kids. You know, just you don't have to agree or disagree. Don't shut it down. So how did you go from teaching to where you are today? What was that transition? So I was very unhappy. Like I love the kids, you know, I love kids are such authentic energy. I actually liked being a Spanish teacher because it was fun, but all the other, I think it was like the, the schedule, the routine, the monotony, the fact that I wasn't listening to things that I needed to listen to. It was really just building up inside of me. I was getting very stressed and I just hit a wall and I have a purple or I call it a purple bomb moment. A purple bomb moment is when you're not listening, like when you're purple or, and you're not like listening to yourself enough. And what happens is you do something like really dysfunctional and probably not the best way. So I legit walked out one day, like actually left building and like didn't come back. I mean, it was a long time boiling up, but it shocked everybody. I was on my lunch break. And I just didn't come back. And <laughs> it was a long lunch. <laughs> they were like, Megan, like, where are you? And my name, my name's Megan McKayla. Megan, where are you? Anyway, so that's awful. I mean, don't take my example. It wasn't a great thing, but I went through a couple of years where I'm like, I don't know what to do. And really coming to, ch- listen, I didn't want to live this lifestyle right from the start of it. Because I didn't want people to judge me. That was a big issue for me. I didn't want people's feedback. I didn't want their preconceived notions. I didn't want to feel any of that. When I let all that go and I started focusing on person to person to person, who can I help? Who one-on-one in my, I started doing email reading. So I was just like, I think like two years of unemployment and just 
being like, I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, you know what? Let me just do email readings. Let's just see. I, somebody sends me a picture. I talk about their colors to them. Let's just see. And it was resonating with them. I, and this is um, back in like 2013. So I, I was getting like, more confident. And then I was thinking like, oh my gosh, like I'm helping people. Cause all of a sudden they're like, oh, I thought there's something wrong with me. Now I know that this is just how I am. And if I accept myself, my life will be, you know, better, more, more fulfilling. So I was, if I focused on person to person to person, like who I was, who I was helping find themselves or who I was just allowing them to feel heard or seen or loved or, or just validated by spirit, then, then that helped me. And even to this day, when I'm feeling overwhelmed or stressed, or I just focus on the one-on-one. So that's how I came to this. I mean, and it just really, I guess, to the level where I'm at now versus when I started, that was just a lot of, I, I mean, I got on, like, being on Real Housewives helped a lot. I don't know what else to say. Like, I could, like, I guess, um, yeah, like that exposure was interesting. The more myself I became and the more I was accepting of, listen, people are going to think what they think. Those aren't your people. It's okay. Don't focus on that. Focus on the good stuff. Then nicer opportunities started coming to me and I would just try to take advantage of them. And here I am today. So I really resonate with that. I also denied, suppressed, (laughs) triangulated the work and my passions all I knew was that there was a, as I was going deeper into my twenties, that there was a cataclysmic discrepancy between what my life looked like and what my soul felt it should be doing, but I couldn't even chart it. Now from my vantage, I can see that it was because I'm an artist. I'm a creative being and I express myself through wanting to help others, through the language of mysticism, and that these are truths baked so deeply into my architecture that anything that deviated from that was going to be totally inauthentic to me. But I was just trying to figure out like, why am I broke? Everyone else seems so excited about their jobs and I don't give a shit. I would get hired, you know, especially earlier in my twenties, like, you know, I'm a Capricorn rising. So it's like, I want to get something. I'm going to get it. So I was like, I want to work in this gallery. I want to do this thing. And it was things that I really thought intellectually I wanted to do. And then I would get there and be like, I'm not happy. I just thought there was something wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And when I've, since then, when I've, as I've unpacked it more, Um, And I wrote about this a lot in my last book, This Is Your Destiny. I realized it was because I was so afraid of being judged for being who I was. So I kept putting these different costumes on to try to be different versions of myself. And the costumes would change. You know, I had like my college costume and then I had my right after college costume and then I had an LA costume and like, but it was always these, there were always these kind of facades. And for me, it's actually quite interesting to have this conversation at the time we're recording it leading up to the full moon in Virgo, because it was a full moon in Virgo five years ago that I met my now fiance, who was the first person to say to me, like, this is cool. What you're doing is interesting and I like it. And that permission changed my life. Wow. 
So the permission, so that's what I like to really offer people too in my work is the permission to be themselves, which it sounds like that's something that in your bio, that is also a huge part of your practice as well. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And it's interesting. My husband's the same way. So it's, it's kind of like that other person in your life giving you, like you said, that permission or that support and all that to be yourself and to tell you that. And even if everything fell apart, it's like, well, you have each other, you know? So it's just nice to always have that person, but yeah. And what you're talking about, like different versions of yourself or like the Elisa costumes you were wearing, I would, I guess like in my, I would call them like inauthentic colors. Cause I'll like, when I was teaching I'm purple indigo, but when I was teaching, I would wear a lot of inauthentic yellow, yellow people are naturally organized naturally get excited probably like making bulletin boards with punny statements on it or something super not me <laughs> it just wasn't me and I was surrounded by all these teachers like oh my god look at this and, so, and then like I was like oh they're so actually happy like I really wish I could be this excited about a punny statement on a bulletin board but I can't and I was faking it yeah and so much energy gets drained when you're like going through the motions and and that, but I think what happens is the fear of, but I don't know what I want is, is sometimes right. scarier than if for a while until you hit your point for a while versus I'll just pretend. So it's like wearing the inauthentic colors and then being like, all right, well, I'll just play along or I'll distract myself or I'll just, I don't know, do whatever I got to do. That's usually not probably very healthy in order to just get through it. With me, I was doing a lot of borrowing other people's emotions. So I would borrow approval or I would borrow other people's, you know, being a people pleaser, I would, being an indigo, I can really like just absorb other people's stuff. So I was like, oh, they're, they're satisfied. I'll just borrow that. So it wasn't ever my feelings. It was other people's feelings. I was borrowing and I thought they were mine for a really long time and they weren't. And now I know the difference between like my feelings and other people's feelings. And that's freedom. That's been, that's been freedom for me. So. Wow. Wow. I, well, in a comment, you told me that I'm a purple aura. So excited. <laughs> it, does that stay true? Consistent? Yeah. So the way, so I see usually people are two aura colors and nobody is the same. Like, you know, the way I wear purple, the way you wear purple, it's like, if I put on a sweater and you put on a sweater, or I wore perfume and you know, like, it's always like nuances or differences. And it's always also based on like whatever your programming is and upbringing and how it works in you, obviously. Right, totally. Which correlates with astrology one-to-one. Okay. It's, okay. Yes. So yeah. it's kind of like, I think when people probably the same thing in your work is like people give a blanket statement to something. It's like, well, you know, like we can nuance that out for you like a lot. And then it's <laughs> yeah. also up to each person to figure out like, oh, how is this me uh, versus you, even if we're the same sign or whatever. Anyways. So yeah. So purple can I do your aura reading? Is that okay? Oh my God. Yes. Okay. 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 I'm so excited. Okay. <laughs> so, you're so purple. Like you're, but it's like this beautiful, like radiating and the texture and the the light and the way that aura is shaped for me mean things too. So your light, it's very radiating. It's very beautiful. It's very big and you have red too, but I'll talk about that in a second. Cause the purple is like your predominant color and just the way that it's so shiny and large, I feel like it's hard sometimes. How do I put this? It it can't really be contained. So I feel like sometimes you got to put a cap on it just because we all live in this world or whatever. And you got to go do, I don't know, things um, to, that keep, keep the, the lights on or whatever. And I feel like for you, it can be really 
zapping or draining or whatever. When you were talking about being a creative, being an artist, I feel like with the way that you see things is extremely all sides at once. So like jumping into your perspective a little bit, like I feel like the way that you see people and the way that you see situations, it's like being able to see all sides of a shape at the same same time. So a lot of ability to see different perspective, but also a lot of ability to see intention. So with you, I feel like you're very quick to point out and very accurate, of course, to point out like what someone's intention is immediately, which I feel like has been extremely helpful for you. It probably, especially as you've gotten more yourself and, in, you know, into your work more, I feel like you're really good at just picking up immediately, like what the point is, what they want from you, who they are and like what, where this is going. And I wonder for you, if the amount of truth you get immediately sometimes can be overwhelming because other people don't understand how clear it is to you. Does that make sense? Cause I feel like you get truth extremely quickly. <laughs> I mean, it's, I, I would have thought that you must have read something that I wrote because it is that true. And I talk about that all the time. Okay. I mean, I think that a huge part of like my mission in this life is to like, if one were to synthesize the last book that I wrote and find a single word that comes up probably like, you know, do like the uh, frequency of word yeah. bubble, I think it would probably be the word veracity. Truth telling is so core and so integral and so key to what I do that it almost transcends. It's almost like I found astrology because it was the best language to do truth telling because it's, it's almost like the truth telling is, is even more of a mission than the astrology itself. So it's like you have different tools. You know, I have my astrology tools, I have my tarot tools, I have my intuitive tools, but all of them really come down to like, what's the truth? I'm using these tools to help get and extract the truth. Wow. Yeah. I wonder with you too, just not everybody understands it or people who don't have insecurities or can they, they don't like truth. They think truth is mean or they think truth is cruel or they, they fear it or they're scared of it. So immediately I feel like, and you're the sweetest person, but I can see with people, but this might be a tell for you. People that are scared of what they're hiding or what they don't want to know or whatever can be very stressed. Do you ever feel people in your presence like stress out a bit? And do you ever feel like you have to kind of like curtail your energy for them in the past versus probably now? All the time. And I, I think what's really interesting with you sharing this, and I'm sure something our listeners will also really resonate with because I talk about this a lot is that a lot of our intuitive gifts and a lot of the expressions of who we are is so much a byproduct of our circumstances, our childhoods. And for me, I grew up in a very chaotic home. I grew up with addiction and navigating those things when they're when you're being gaslit a lot when you're a little kid, when people are doing really scary things and then they're telling you that they're not happening, but your energy is like, no, but something's wrong here, mm -hmm. has made the urge and the urgency, I would say, to get to the truth, something that is also me tending to my child self is like, what would my child self had needed? The truth you know, to understand what was going on so that I wasn't just picking up on vibes that I couldn't practically identify wow. in a way that was going to allow me to take care of myself. Wow. That gives me chills. Like I completely relate to what you're saying. Like when you talk about that with like 
with my own work, I don't think I could be here without my childhood the way that it was. And, and a lot of things you're talking about, I relate to. <laughs> and just that feeling of being unsafe and that feeling of being unheard and unlistened to makes for me validation like an extremely important thing. And makes me th- the whole truth thing. Like I would much rather the truth than a lie because the lie represents chaos. But for a long time, the lie represented love. And I had mm. to understand that, wait a second, lies and gaslighting, they're not love, but they were presented to me as love. So I had to rewrite what love was, which is hard. <laughs> and it's something that you're supposed to know uh, from early on and, and learn in those developmental stages of your life, not like in your you know 20s. So that's, wow. Yeah, it's powerful. Well, you're red too. Yeah. It's not a lot. It's just a little bit. I just justice. Like, I feel like you're real good at like sticking up for the little guy and putting advocacy, especially in the world that we're in, Aliza, like in our, I don't even know what to call it, like the spiritual world or whatever. Like, I feel like you're really good at, uh, yeah, like pointing out the things that are taking advantage of people versus pointing out the things that are like good for people, which I appreciate. I, that is also very true. I, my, integrity is like such a important part of my practice. And especially, you know, at the time of this recording, we're navigating such scary global times. And I see so many people trying to, and not so many, but I see, I see how people in our field could take advantage of people's fear and uncertainty and it makes me sick. Me too. Truthfully. Yeah. It it keeps me up at night. It makes me sick, I think. And then, you know, also in our work, and it sounds like both you and I have been in these realms before they have been as ubiquitous on social media. It's very different now. You know, it's it's really it's a lot has changed to amass a really large following is a very different skill set than to have intuitive or astrological or sort of mystical capabilities. Not to say they don't overlap, but they're not necessarily the same skills. So I do see that there is, you know, a lot of people have learned how to do things over the last few years during the pandemic and are now using that language to generate visibility for themselves. And something like a horrible, you know, human rights atrocities in Ukraine are an easy way for people to speak to the collective consciousness anxiety. And I think it's really unethical. And it, to your point, it's like, I feel very, <laughs> it's very unjust. I completely agree with you. The way that I operate, it, like, it just stresses me out and I don't know how to deal with it. And so I shut down a little bit, but I get upset. My husband has a red aura like you do. And he's like, he gets like angry and pissed off and just like, really like, I don't know. Like, I appreciate the way that you say things and do things and present things. Cause it's very professional and it's very like, just here it is, you know, and honest. And it's, it's also very brave because like you were saying, a lot of these people out there know what they're doing and they're very quick to attack and they're very quick to counterattack and whatnot. So 
I find myself sometimes paralyzed by it. Like, oh my gosh, like I should say something, but maybe it's better not to give attention to it all. I don't know what to do. Or my husband's like, oh my God, no, we have to say something. I'm like, I don't know. But I, I really looked to your account because I'm like, oh wow, she really said it. And she said it in such like a nice way. And she said it in such a way that's like, I guess palpable for people, like digestible, you know, and people can like understand it without, you know, I guess getting defensive. I don't know. Good job. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Oh, thank and you. I'm like, good job, Aliza. And I just love it. And <laughs> just know that when I'm looking at my phone, I'm like slow clapping for you. Like that's, <laughs> that's so sweet. Thank you so much. I know that our listeners are going to want to know because they asked this question, what the different aura colors are. And a follow-up question. I don't know if this is something that these go hand in hand or if this needs its own sort of beat to answer is how do you know what your aura color is? Okay. So there's five main aura colors and like three other aura colors, which I see. Uh, So it's red, blue, yellow, purple, and green. And then the three other ones are indigo, pink, and turquoise. So I have spent a lot of time because I see the colors and I, I can only go by what I see. So I tell people all the time, like, listen, this is what I see. And these are my interpretations from what I see. And I've spent a lot of time, I call it personifying the colors. So, and I say, so it doesn't matter what color you are. It just matters the inward journey you take figuring yourself out in any realm, any spiritual thing. If you're taking the time to ask yourself really important questions and getting to know yourself, like that's a wonderful journey. Not what somebody else tells you. I know you probably say the same thing. Yeah, but it's important. It's, it can't be said enough. Yeah. So I just want to tell people that like to our other conversation, like you don't have to rely on whatever somebody else tells you that your own connection with intuition is your connection with spirit. That is your connection inside. Anyway, so back to the colors. So I spent a lot of time like trying to take all the colors and personifying them. So I just, this is what my Instagram is dedicated to. It's just all a bunch of free stuff to like try to figure it out. You know, my podcast, everything. And I do it so that you can see yourself and then understand because aura colors rule everything. It's like a filter on your life. It's just how you view the world versus somebody else. That's all. So it can rule how you communicate, how your motivation, how you like to work out. It can rule what jobs you do. It can rule how you talk to yourself. How I say auras are in the details. I can probably tell what aura color you are if I look at how your car is set up or if I look at like how you put your wallet together. Um, it's really in the tiny details how we work. You can find your aura color. So I try to put that all out there. Aura colors are just like a life force energy. It's like a signature. And we all have our unique energy signature. The other way you can tell aura colors is vibes. Even if you don't see colors, doesn't matter. The vibes are the most important thing anyways. We all can feel a vibe we're animals, you know, we're intuitive creatures, we're made of energy. If you can get back in touch with that, which is actually so natural, especially if you see children, just they, they don't question it. If you can get back to that as much as possible, you can feel people's vibes and each color has a vibe. The red vibe is like leader, very strong and uh, powerful. So these are a lot of like entrepreneurs. These are sometimes politicians. These are public speakers. These are people who are doing, um, I guess, like really powerful things. And sometimes even like firefighters can be red. Blues, their vibe is very compassionate. Um, These are like your nurses, your therapists, your healers. Purple vibe is very creative, very artistic. These people are a little spontaneous and fun and all over the place in a good way. 
Uh, yellows, their vibe is inquisitive and self-help, and they're very to-do listy like that. Uh, they're what I would call the stereotypical organized people. Um, green people, their vibe is very intellectual. These people are usually really know a lot about a little area, a little field of study, but they know a lot about it. Very techy, very system-minded. Indigos, their vibe is extremely... They're like uh, empathic mind readers. They can just like immediately, these are the people that when you meet them, you start telling them your life story and they're like, oh, okay, you don't know why. Pinks, their vibe is very naive and innocent. Like Britney Spears is a pink, you know, very like fun. They get taken advantage a lot by society. I see like Marilyn Monroe and all oh, that was crazy. Um, and turquoise, turquoise's vibes are very reflective. They're usually, these are your energy healers, your Reiki healers, the people who are kind of more absorby and shoot your energy back out at you. Recycled. So what's the difference between blue, purple, indigo, and turquoise? So I call them, and this word got hijacked. Like you said, we were on probably doing this before TikTok. I was doing this before TikTok. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> TikTok is yesterday. I, <laughs> yeah. I'm almost at 10 years as okay, an astrologer. Yes. All right. Same. So the word empath, because I'm about to use it, got like hijacked and beat up and like really annoying to me. And I need to come up with a new word. Me too. I, okay. We need Aliza. What we need to find for somebody. But I call them the empath auras until I find my new word. These are, <laughs> <laughs> these are the oracle. And everyone has an empath color. So you could be two empath colors or you could be one of the other colors with an empath color, but everyone has an empath color unless you're like not a cool person, which we could like list some of those. But this is where the nuances happen. So a blue person can, these are like nurses, therapists, teachers. They can handle a lot of energies at once coming at them. These are the people like you were talking about Ukraine. These are the people you see at the front lines, like here, here's a blanket, here's soup, here's your bed, here's a hug, come on. They can handle it, not saying they don't get burned out. It's just they can handle it. An indigo person can handle it for maybe a little bit, and then they just disappear. They can't. It's just overwhelming. It's taxing because their energy barriers are way lower, and their need to connect with somebody, not just surface comfort, I see you, give a hug, move on level. They need to kind of connect in like core, I need to heal you. So these, so indigos, for example, they do better. I'm just trying to think like real world jobs, like as a speech therapist, for example, or like a, or a reading specialist or something. They're working one-on-one -on -one with somebody for a long period of time from start to end. A purple, they, I say like purple people have this ability to look at life like it's a movie. So like you can watch a movie and be like, oh, it's really sad or it's really funny. Or but they know they're not in it. They know they're watching it. And that gives them this wonderful space to be able not to be influenced all the time by the other energies when they, you know, strengthen this ability, when they strengthen their aura color and they strengthen their energy. So these are people who usually are extremely intuitive and they can see something from the outside looking in and not be as affected by it. And turquoises, I say, become, they're like reflectors. So these are the people that kind of like take in energy. Sometimes they'll even wear it and they'll become somebody that they're with, not in an, an authentic way. It's their way of actually processing somebody else's vibe so that they can shoot it out to you so that you can see yourself. 
the problem with turquoises is they do this and they don't know they're doing it. If they know they're doing it, it's a lot better for them. If they don't, they're wondering like, what am I doing? Why are people getting mad at me? Like what's going on? Cause they're constantly reflecting things that other people need to change in themselves without like, nobody likes that. That's so interesting. I think that I know a lot. I think that there are a lot of turquoise people then in the spiritual community. Yes. Yes. I mean, and just the nature of social media feels very turquoisey then <laughs> to me because it's so much mimesis, you know, it's so much like someone does something and then someone copies it and they don't even realize they're copying it. And then you look and you're like, you're using exactly the same language I just used. Like, (laughs) why did you just steal it? (laughs) No, the unbalanced turquoises are a real problem. And listen, unbalanced colors, I'm not picking on any color, any aura color, because I could, I could give examples for how each one could be an issue, but just yes, what you're exactly what you're seeing on social media that happens all the time. And this is why people have to be so careful on social media. Like you really have to like, who am I connecting with? Who am I following? What am I reading? Like, who is this? I don't think people do that. But if they do that, that then you can pick it up easier. Like, where'd you get this from? Like, why is this post totally, totally different from this post? Like, what, where is your, where is your direction here? So, right, mm-hmm. right, right. So interesting. So how could people figure out? I know that on your Instagram, you do post wonderful resources. And to be honest, after you commented purple, I was like, all right, <laughs> let's get in there. And I was using your uh, bingo card. Oh, yes. And everything completely checked out for me. And then I was like, but let's test it. And no, purple really did check out. Oh, good. Yeah. 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 I mean, I have like, that's, like I have <laughs> like purple or a bingo. I have like, I mean, I put up so like you, I try to put up so much stuff so that if you just stick around a while, probably at mine or your Instagram, like you'll figure it out, you know, and you'll figure out how it resonates to you. Or I think we call it aura explaining over in my community. Like we aura explain people. I think it helps if you see it in other people too. And you're like, okay, well, if I can't figure myself out, because sometimes that's hard, let me figure my best friend out. Let me figure my dad out. Sometimes other people are easier. Another thing I do is I tell people to go to their inner child. So what does that mean? It means how were you as a kid? You know, little Eliza or whoever's like, like what, how were you truly as a child? Now you got to walk back. And sometimes that's not fun, but thinking about the things that you loved or how you to play or the thoughts you had in your head or things like that. And one of my favorite episodes I did was called um, Your Kid's Aura, where I talked about how kids are an aura color. And I, and most, um, so many people are like, I figured out my color from that episode because it's like, oh, it's wow. like easier, you know, it's like easier to see yourself like, oh my gosh, I always did that with my Barbies or I, oh, that's how I was with animals. Or um, I see a lot of blue kids, for example, like personifying non-living objects, like I don't know. I had a hard time throwing out this, or or I was a hoarder because <laughs> of shop, little things like that. Or I was super organized, and that's why I love auras because it forces you to explore all these parts of yourself that are a little bit like unheard or unloved, or the parts of yourself you put away because you think, oh, those are messy or disorganized, and then you find out like, no, those are my beautiful parts. Those are the things that actually have to come out so I can find all the opportunities and all the right people who will love me exactly how I am without me having to hide it. Yeah. So you can figure it out. But, and then like my very, uh, yeah, there's three, there's aura bingo like that. I made those. (laughs) So it was like the easiest way. I'm like, all right, people, here's bingo. Okay. Like everyone likes bingo, play aura bingo, see what you score highest on your top two. Yeah. (laughs) I love that. That's so cool. Okay. Another question from a listener 
is, and for those listening who want to submit questions, follow our new Instagram account, which is starslike.us. And each time we have a guest on, we post a little teaser, not of who the guest is, but of what they do to sort of have blind submissions. So for listeners who are interested in doing that, please follow the new account. I've, I've had this podcast casually for three years, just started its own Instagram account. No problem. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so another question is, do auras change? Okay. They're not really supposed to change too much. Evolve, yes. Um, like the placements and the and the way that they move on you and how you hold them, yes. But usually like what you... I, I always ask in a reading for someone's childhood picture because I want to see if you did change. Because if you did change, it tells me so much about what happened to you in your life. Uh, so they can change, but they're not really supposed to. And when they do change actual colors, sometimes that's a childhood trauma. Um, uh, something happened in life that you had to put on a color or adopt one, or it's armor or some other trauma that happened and you're wearing a certain color for a while. And um, that's different than like inauthentic colors, which we try to wear to fit into a job, like we were talking about earlier, or to fit in, in a certain relationship or a certain friend group or a certain major in college or something. So I'll see people generally, if the most balanced and the people that have the most self-awareness are the ones that aren't wearing inauthentic colors. And you can be self-aware and have an inauthentic color, but you got to know it's there. So, mm -hmm. and all that means, it's just like, or speak for when you're trying to fit into context that weren't meant for you. Like if you see that you're trying to do something and it's for some sort of environmental or outside purpose, because you feel like you're not equipped to survive as you actually are that's a huge source of power for you. So if you can see that, then it helps you. But yeah, they, they're not supposed to change, but you know, the changes help me in a reading because then I can figure out exactly like what's going on with you or what's happening or why. Yeah, so what you're saying is, is that it wouldn't change casually. No. It would require some massive shift to have happen. Yeah, so yeah. I see it. Now people go like, um, cause they'll, I don't know if this is another question, the aura photos, people always ask me about that. So like you go to Sedona, you get your aura photography done. It's like orange and green and yellow. Okay. Like I, <laughs> like for me, and, and I think those are fun pictures and I'm like, go for it. That's cool. Good for you. Like, that's fine. That's just different than what I do. You know, I'm more about, okay. <laughs> yeah, totally. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know that, Okay, you know that, but I do think maybe we should tell our listeners that. Yeah. It's a question I get all the time. Cause people send me like a picture of this, like crazy aura. And I'm like, Hey, cool photo. That looks awesome. <laughs> that probably was fun. But a couple things can happen. One, I don't know the technology um, of those things. And I, again, I can only ever speak to what I see. So I'm more about the vibes. Do those energies correlate with, with vibes you get on yourself or what other people would say about you? Also, we can, a lot of us can pick up other callers as we go through our day. It's just kind of something you're out in public. You're kind of like, oof, it's hard always to be kind of yourself. So you might be with a stronger energy person or something like that. And then you can wear that in the photo. So I don't often agree with the aura photos. I just had to put that out there. But I think that they're fun. And I think, again, anything that brings you insight is super cool. So 
just different from how I see colors and, and teach people to see them. Totally. I mean, I have had my aura photo done a few times and have had totally different colors show up. And as someone who, you know, I, I'm not a photographer, but I, when I studied art in college and I spent a lot of time with photography, it's part of my Pisces moon is that we love photography. We love cameras and the imprints of things. So I spent a lot of time in a dark room and I understand the chemical process of Polaroid and film photography. And I also understand how the way that on the inside of those machines could work is going to not necessarily be a one-to-one of someone's entirety. You know what I mean? Yeah. It could be maybe a snapshot of that moment, but even how that moment snapshot is interpreted, you know, I mean, it's the same with all of these things. Like you can go and go to a bubble gum machine and put 25 cents in. I don't know if those even still exist (laughs) and put 25 cents in and get a fortune, you know? And is that fortune the same as sitting with a, a psychic medium? It's not, you know, but it's cool. It's fun to do. It's like a cool, it's an activity. You know, it's, it's an enjoyable or eye-opening or, you know, maybe gateway experience, but it is not the entirety of the experience. Right. Right. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. It's fun. I have a question for you, which is, so you have been seeing these auras and working with your own system of personifying them. Is there a, a shared language around them? Like would another person who reads auras see red or blue or yellow or green in the same way that you do? Or is it really person to person? That's a good question. I usually, uh, children see them the way that I do. So if you ask like a two, three-year-old, like like a kid that can talk, but one that's not like so into the adult world yet, which is sad, it's happening earlier and earlier these days. Um, if you're like, hey, what color's mommy or something? You know, what color's auntie? And then just see what they say. You know, what do you see? They won't miss a beat. Like, honestly, just try it and just point point to the top of your head or something like, what do you see? What do you, what color am I? Pink? You know, like they'll just say it. And usually I will agree with them a lot. I get a lot of um, list. I get a lot of listeners and clients and stuff where like, oh, my kid said I was the same thing you just said. And I'm like, yes, 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 yes. Um, sometimes people's favorite colors are the same colors as their aura because you just kind of intuitively connect to that that color vibration do other people see i mean i don't know because i don't i think like a lot of the aura stuff right now it's kind of all over the place and it's not like what you do you know what i mean where there's like definitions for things and then you can take your own i guess like you can dive in it the way that you dive in it or put your style on it or however i think like with auras it's just like i feel like i'm uh, alone in a boat doing it myself and then like other (laughs) and i have like and that sounds very indigo yes it does (laughs) yeah and now like everybody who like uh listens or or follows me there, they can do it too, the way I do it. And then like, sometimes people will say like, they start seeing colors the way I see colors. So I'm like, oh, that's great. So I don't know if it's exactly something that's a science or whatever. Like I said, I only just speak for what I see. And like I said, it doesn't always matter like what the colors are. If somebody tells you you're, I don't know, rainbow and turquoise, you're like, well, 
after that, what did they say? And does that make sense for you? I, right, I right, think, right. Uh, are there definitions of what they just said? Do they resonate with you? Because if they, they don't resonate, then let it go. Or don't take what somebody else's colors are and then come over to like what somebody else told you and then come over to my page and expect it to be the same. Maybe like you should ask them like, well, what, what does that mean? And then just get their interpretations. Maybe they see colors different than I do. I don't know. So, so I don't know. Yeah. Cause I don't get a lot of, uh, I don't have like a lot to look at, I guess, to, to study other people's stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think, and I could imagine that being in, on one hand, really liberating. And then on the other hand, really isolating. Yeah. So having uh, the podcast and stuff has helped me a lot with that because now everybody who listens, like speaks aura. So I'm like, okay, I'm not, you know, now, now I can say something. I'm not the crazy person anymore. For a long time, I had all these aura euphemisms and stuff for myself and I couldn't share them with anybody. It was just my own secret sad, lonely language. (laughs) Now now I'm like, oh my God, people understand. This makes me feel so, yeah, like not alone. Like you said, not isolated. Have you ever met anyone who does not have an aura? Yeah. Well, I'm okay. That's such a good question. Again, I could only say what I see, but we just, I just did an episode about, and we just like rehashed the Amityville horror. And I looked at one of these really horrible person who committed this really awful crime in the house and they had no aura. And down here, there was this awful school shooting on Valentine's day a few years ago in Parkland high school. And the shooter, when I look at him, he has no aura. And sometimes I'll see people that have no aura. And I, this is where I leap you know, cause I, you tell me, you know, I don't always, I'm not a mental health professional. I'm not a therapist. I'm nothing like that. The way that I interpret it is that their energy left them and something really bad can channel in. I don't know what that is. So I feel like it's kind of like when you lose your sovereignty, which does not happen often, other things can drive that bus. So when I see somebody without an aura, I run the other way. Wow. Which isn't often. Mm-hmm. Shit. That's, I really have goosebumps. And I think this might be one of the scariest things that I've ever heard in my life. It's scary. Like casually. I, I, well, <laughs> I will like, oh, it happened, I want to say a year or so ago. Or is for me, I'm so used to seeing them that they don't pop out at me unless they're weird. So I was in the parking lot with my daughter a few years ago. And I saw this guy coming at us and he was like a vortex of darkness, like his aura. It was like so scary. And I just grabbed her and we ran, I was going to the gym. I grabbed her and we went to the gym and he was following me. And I told the front desk, I'm like, this guy's not good. And they're like, what? Huh? Like, and they're like, what? Like, I'm crazy. And I take her and I just, my plan was to go into the bathroom, wait till he left and then leave. And I'm not like this. I'm not a reactive person. And I'm really good at like shutting things down and just moving forward or whatever. This guy had a really freaky aura and he scared me. Um, and it wasn't, I don't know, it was like a storm aura. Was, I've never seen anything like it since. Well, anyways, he got into this huge fight in the gym with somebody and the police had to be called. And I'm like, I told you guys. And they just like, look at me like, you're crazy. You know, because people do I'm like, I told you guys, he wasn't right. Like there's something wrong with him. Um, so 
How does that work for everybody? Even if you can't see auras, if you get a bad feeling about somebody, you got to trust it because that guy had a vibe too. Even on the front desk, people didn't see it. Like that guy had a vibe and you have to pay attention to that. I think a lot of people close their eyes to things and close their gut to things in life. And they, and that's their most important tool. Yeah. Right. I mean, what I always say is it's our evolution. It is a, an evolutionary ability that we have. It's not even mystical. It's scientific. It's biological. It is our evolutionary ability to be able to pick up on things in, because we as human animals have instincts, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I have this friend and she's a, she's a psychologist and she's, she's like, never shut down a kid, always listen to kids. So if like a kid's like, he's weird, don't say that's not nice. Like, just listen to them because they're picking up on something, you know, like if a kid, if a kid's like, I don't like him, I don't like that. Like you listen to that because like, they're picking up on something that's important or an animal, you know, or, or anything like your, your pets, all that they pick up on things and they don't question it, which makes them very powerful. Our, our programming, our societal programming gets in the way and it weakens us. So like what you're saying, getting back to our animal instincts and it is science. I mean, you could call it science. I think that that's completely true. Um, and maybe that comforts people that don't want to use the word intuition or something. It's like, fine, it's science. Just listen to it because it's everywhere. Right. Yeah. Okay. So now I have two questions for you. The first is, what do you believe in? Okay. So I just, I believe that I guess the closer and more comfortable you are with yourself, the better the universe will treat you. I 100% believe that. I love that. Beautiful answer. Question number two is how does magic show up in your life? So many little places. I see it with my kids. I see it with my cats. I just, every day I try to really find magic in the small moments. And back to what I was talking about at the beginning, like honestly, um, when life gets me down or when something's going on, I just try to focus on one person at a time. So my, I see, I see magic in my clients. I see magic in, in my listeners. I see magic in the people I get to connect with. I see magic in you. I love it. Oh, <laughs> I do. Thank you. Thank you for that beautiful answer. It, it has been such a treat getting to know you and having you on the show. Where can our listeners find you and continue to connect? My Instagram is at mystic Michaela and my podcast is know your aura with mystic Michaela. Thank you so much.